Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. So, welcome to Fireplace. Plenty of people are standing. Can we sit? So how was your day? I want another adjective that is not good. How was your day? <laughs> yeah, that's serious. Hmm. So, a little disclaimer. When you're married to the pastor, or when the pastor is your husband, and you share whatever you learn to him in the house, he will set you up. I will tell you to come and share it publicly. So this is one of those moments where they had to put me on the spot to come and share something that I know. No, don't do that. What? How do I know you people? Who should help me? I'm not your... Who should help my life? So we've been reading PMO. So we've been reading New Question Realities. So who? So there are three categories of people here this evening. Group one, you've started. And like those people who used to carry first, you have finished. Group two, you've started. But because the book is heavy, you've not finished. Group three are those people who are waiting for those people who have started and finished to tell them what is inside. So where do you fall? You can't say you don't have the book. But I know Pastor Toby mentioned one time that if you know that you don't have the book, come and give strong reason and it's going to give you a copy. So you're in category three automatically. So who wants to share? What category are you? I can see that, be Jesus. Thank you. So where are you? One, two, three. One. Two. Who's in three? That's not those who now who shared. I'll be sitting close to those who in class. Nobody has finished. Okay. So if you've read the book or you have the book, let's turn to... So basically what I want to share is just something I found in the book and... You know, there are some things you know, but when you read some things, it hits you differently. And then when you begin to expand it, you're like, oh, this one sentence I read, it can get this big, right? So I'm reading the book. I've not finished. I'm in group two. <laughs> I've not finished, but I just want to share some of the things I've learned in the book. And my hope and my prayer is that it's going to help us live our lives much more intentionally, right? So page 29. Page 29. Oh, ebook, chapter four. V is four or five? Five, five. okay, sorry. So, um, chapter five, that's for ebookers. But, hmm, page 29. So, I shared this last week, Wednesday, when Pastor Chinedu asked us to share something that we got from the book, right? So when he asked us to share something from the book, this was why he shared. So I'm going to read it again. If we are partakers of his life, then we have that light 
and John 1.4 must ever challenge us. And what the Bible says in John 1.4 is basically, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the emphasis of what I want to talk about today is light. Light, 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 light. So I dropped this. So by the end of, by the end of our conversation today, there are a couple of things I would want to happen to us today. Number one, I would want us to become aware of the fact that the Lord has given us a tongue of the learned, that we should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. That is in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. I would also want us to become aware that we shall call to a nation that does not know us, and nations that we know not. So here it says you call to a nation that does not know you, and nations that do not know you will come running to you because God himself has already glorified and sanctified you. That's in Isaiah 55, verse 5. And lastly, I would want us to become more aware that they that be of thee shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you, me, all of us here, we are going to be called the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of paths to dwell in. That's in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12. So as we have this conversation we are going to have, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, put plenty of people on the spot. They are eyeing me, but I will do it. So as we have this conversation this evening, these are some of the things I want us to become much more, much more aware of. And it's my prayer that God is going to help us and help me most importantly. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's begin. So there are many titles and identification that the Bible describes us as believers. So let me hear some of the ones you've discovered for yourself. The Bible calls us a lot of things. So what are some that you've discovered for yourself in the Bible? Son of God, yep. Son of? Thank you, that's in Matthew chapter five, I believe. Is it? Righteousness of God. Righteousness of God. Okay. More? A city on a hill. City on a hill. Okay. Light of the world. Yes. Chosen generation. This people here. Okay. If I give you Mark now, I'm not going to give this people kick because Mike has not gotten there. So some two people bail us out. Some descriptions that the Bible calls us in the Bible. Kings and priests. That's my favorite. Yes, kings and priests. Okay, one more person. Gift is looking at me like, hey, Maureen, I want to talk. Hi, <laughs> Okay. That's not true. But it's okay. So we've said a lot of them. them light of the world, soft, salt of the earth, kings and priests, righteousness of God, city on a hill, son of God. Well, of all of this, one of my favorite is the light of the world. And that's in Matthew chapter 5. And I would want us to read it. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Someone should help us out. Matthew chapter 5. Fourteen, ma. Fourteen to sixteen. Your life's light of the world. Um, I'm reading TBT. Okay. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? Okay. And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? 
Okay. Instead, it is placed where everyone in the house can benefit from it, its light. Okay. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others mm. so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in mm. heaven. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, someone else should also read KJV. KJV. I love TPT. Ye are the light of the world. KJV. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Ye are the light of the world. Okay. A city that is set on, a, on an eel cannot be hid. Neither okay. do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, yeah. but on a candlestick, and it, and it giveth light unto all that are in the room. Okay, thank you. So from the Bible verse we've read, we've seen that Jesus called us the light of the world. So when I was studying my Bibles, I would get to that particular verse eventually, but I also discovered that Jesus called himself the light of the world. Who has seen that Bible verse? I will, I will share that secret with you later. So I also discovered that Jesus calls himself the light of the world, and he also calls us the light of the world. But based on this Bible verse we've read, I would like to separate two concepts. One of them is light, and the other is of the world. So based on what I have here, I said light is for identification. Sometimes we... When we hear the word light, we have a specific picture in our head, maybe wisdom, knowledge. These are some, some of these things, I call them synonyms. So light can serve as, um, as knowledge, can be used for illumination and all of that. So the two concepts, like I said, one of them is light and the other is of the world. I said here that of the world is a description of your lo of location. So when the Bible says you are the light, it didn't stop there. He, the Bible went ahead to say you are the light of a particular place. And the Bible did not leave the particular place vague. The Bible had to let us know that if you are light, you are light in this particular place. And for us that are believers and for us that have been called light of the world, for us that have been called light, we are light of the world. And what can mean a lot of things for different people, it's not necessarily planet Earth per se. It can be in your industry, it can be in your family, it can be at your job. So if you're shining your light, the question is, the first thing you're going to ask yourself is where am I going to shine this light? So the Bible's letting us know that of the world. So anywhere you find yourself in, that's your jurisdiction, that's your location, that's your place of assignment. NYSC people, PPA, that's your PPA, right? So anywhere you find yourself in is your world. So you are mandated and expected to shine as the light that you are. So said in Matthew chapter five, we are called lights. And light is destined to do only one thing. Let's cross the answer. So you've, you have all put yourself on the spot. So why are you not shining? Why are we not shining? <laughs> some people, mm. if you're not, some people are not shining. No. Okay, so. Okay, so um, where the purpose of light is to shine, and we should shine. 
in the world. And that world is everywhere you find yourself, everywhere that you go to, in your job, in the workplace, in what we call the secular community, everywhere we find ourselves, we're supposed to share the good news of the gospel that we have received. The beauty of reading this book or reading the new Christian reality is not just for us to enjoy all of the benefits of being called new creations, not just that we enjoy the benefits of being called the sons of God, right? Romans, um, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 says that God has reconciled us to himself. But he didn't end there. If he only reconciled us to himself, that means the day you give your life to Christ, you go to heaven. Straight, right? But if you read down to 19, it says, after he reconciled you to himself, he gave unto you the ministry of reconciliation. That means you are now in partnership with God to do that same thing that God has done for you for the next person. So if God has shown you light, God has shared the gospel of your heart. The next thing you're supposed to do is to reduce the work for God. That's why, that's how I put it in my head. You have to reduce the work for God because God has made you resident Jesus here on earth. So you're supposed to partner with God, partner with the Holy Spirit to help other people come back home. So, you know, we've been having this conversation around sonship, how we are children of God, sons of God, and one significant thing that usually stands out for me in Genesis chapter one is the fact that we existed in God before we became, right? So when the fall happened in Genesis chapter three, we lost the connection that we had with God and we began to do life like people who did not have origin, right? So when we embark on this journey of reconciliation where we partner with the Holy Spirit. We're now helping other people to come to the awareness of the fact that you didn't appear here by accident. You existed somewhere. And that place that you existed, I've come back home. It's my joy and my ultimate life assignment that I show you where you were and help you come back. Because a lot of times we see, sometimes the reason we get angry at people when they do things to us, we're like, this person, you're not supposed to do this. I used to be that angry at people when people do things to hurt me. I used to be very, no, you should know, you shouldn't be doing that. But one day God now, of course, taught me and he was like, you know that, if they knew better, they would act better. And the only person that can act better is somebody who has come back, who has come back home, who has developed that relationship with God so much so that they are not letting the spirit of God live through them. So it began to give me the comfort and began to help me deal with people differently. So once I see you hurting me, I just know that something is wrong. You need to come back home. So I see that as an opportunity for me to tell you about the kingdom. I see that as an opportunity not to visit the vengeance of Maureen upon you. Right? <laughs> Sorry, but I, of course, we have vengeance. We call, sometimes we call it one minute madness, but I don't have it, right? So instead of me to visit that madness or anger or consistently say, okay, are you mad? Why are you doing this? I just see that as an opportunity to, okay, this person is a son that basically lost their way and what I'm expected to do in that position is to try as much as possible in any way I can to help them come back home. It's usually not easy. It's very difficult sometimes when you're doing it of your own accord because 
you just, in your head, you just expect that people should know better. But sometimes they don't. And the reason they don't is because they've not spent so much time with God. Those of us who are believers, we know that there, there is the amount of time you're going to spend with God. You just know that this thing, I won't do it. And the reason I won't do it is not because it's not pleasing to the eyes. It's just because I have this relationship with God and I want to maintain it. I want to be consecrated to God. That is one word that I believe a lot of us think is something very complicated, but it's just knowing that I'm in this relationship with God and I want to maintain it. So anything that's going to cut me off from that relationship, I do not want it. So coming back to light and why light is important, right? We said that light is supposed to shine. And the shining, another way I would look at shining is that light comes to end darkness. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse one to three is one Bible verse that we need to study over and over and over again because it says arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In as much as that Bible verse is in the Old Testament, it applies to us today. So as, we're list, as you're listening to me, as we're doing the life we're doing, it's important for us to get to that point where we take up the responsibility and rise. And the purpose of our rising is because we want to shine, and the purpose of our shining is because we want to direct sons of God back home, right? So light is important because if we do not shine, darkness is going to persist. A lot of times when we ask, so why are these things still happening? Unfortunately, the answer to that question is that we have not risen. We're not shining as much as we are supposed to shine. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 says, The earnest expectation of creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. So if you don't manifest, if I don't manifest, the world is going to be in darkness. Isaiah, Isaiah 60 told us that there's going to be darkness and there's going to be gross darkness, right? So sometimes when we see the things happening in our environment, we try to separate it from what God has already told us. God has told us that darkness is going to exist. But the point is, what responsibility are we taking up to ensure that we reduce the amount of darkness that is happening around us or that we reduce the amount of darkness that we cause? Because sometimes we are the ones that cause the darkness. So as you listen to me today, start asking yourself, where am I causing darkness in this world? And how do I take, the, take up the responsibility to stop the darkness in my environment? So I said here that you shine to give people direction, direction on how to live, and most importantly, direction to God and their original identity in God. I've talked about that when I mentioned Second Corinthians chapter five, right? So because we are shining, a lot of times we don't understand why we should shine, right? So as you're listening to me here this evening, the purpose of us shining is because we have the map, right? That's why we study the Bible. That's why we read the books that we read because we have come to know something. We've come to know about the gospel of the kingdom of God. And that's like the map and the compass for humanity. So now that you have the map, I wanted to say something, but I said I shouldn't. But now that you have the map, it's important that you help other people come to see that map that you help other people, give them direction to where they are supposed to be, which is God's original design for their lives, according to Genesis chapter one. So there are two spectrums by which 
we do life or by which we see people and how we see ourselves. The first spectrum is a spectrum of you existing in Genesis chapter 1, 26. A lot of group one will see themselves as those who existed in God. And then the second spectrum are those people who see themselves after the fall in Genesis chapter three. So if you consistently see yourself as someone who existed outside the fall, life is going to, life is going to be quite unbearable because consistently you keep seeing yourself as one that is separate from God. Right, and like Pastor, um, Pastor Toby talked about one time, he said that sometimes in our songs, that, that you that saved a wretch like me. For many of us, we see ourselves like that wretch, like we have no worth, we have no significance, we have nothing. So we see ourselves like those people who do not have worth, who do not have significance. And that definition, that definition is going to cause a lot of identity crisis for us because internally that's not the truth of our being. That is not who we are, right? So you're either seeing yourself as someone who existed in God from the very beginning, someone who is partaking in the divine dance. Pastor Freddie talked about the divine dance, of course, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. But in that dance, you are inside there. So you are either seeing yourself as someone who existed in God from the very beginning, or you are seeing yourself as someone who began to exist after the fall of Adam. So if you are seeing yourself as someone who existed after the fall of Adam, it's going to be difficult for you to shine as light because when I say you have the map and the compass, you'll be wondering what map, what compass. Right? So this evening, it's important that you see yourself as someone who existed in the very beginning. When the Bible talks about the foundation of the world, you were with God, and then God decided to make you a living being. So with that in mind, it's now easier for you to say, okay, I have the map. I've come back home. I've seen myself the way God intended for me from the very beginning. When you hear people talk about purpose, it's simply intention. Right? So basically, you're seeing yourself the way God intended for you from the very beginning. Now that you know that you were with God from the very beginning, it's important for you as a person, for me as a person, to also find systems, to find a way to help other people come back home. It's my heart desire that when I see people who are not functioning the way they are supposed to function, after how God intended for them to live, it's my heart desire that at least let me be able to do one thing, do two just do something that's going to help them realize that this thing you're doing, Shah, is not how you're supposed to live your life. There's a higher way to life. There's a higher way to do life, right? So that should be our general assignment. So when we talk about light, we're not just saying just go and shine. Yes, you're going to prosper. Yes, you're going to do all of those things. But the core of the message God wants for us, God cares about people. So we have to, at the core of our being, care for people and Caring for people, if it is not taking them back to God's original design for their life, it's an incomplete care. I don't know if that's correct English, but you understand what I mean. So we have to care for people genuinely. And if you really want to give people much more important gifts in life, is to help them see themselves the way God sees them. Because once you've been able to see yourself as someone that is in the heart of the Father, the way you're going to do life is going to be different. The way you're going to interact with experiences will be different. The way you're going to see other people will be different. Sometimes the reason we struggle with how we see people is because we have not fully come to the, we've not fully come to know who we truly are. The way I began to see people change when I embarked on the journey of seeing myself the way God saw me. 
And I'm like, okay. If I'm like this, then teenagers is like that. Then teenagers is the son of God. Then Vivian is the son of God. Then um, Vivian, um, Iben is the son of God. And he began to help me to relate with them better. Of course, if you read um, Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, where um, Ore said we've been called kings and priests. In Revelation 5, 10, the Bible said we have kings and priests. So if I look at my life, the way I read and interact with the Bible, when I see the Bible and I see something in the Bible, I just, I escalate it. So if the Bible says we are kings and priests, and then I look at my, um, look at our world here today, you know how kings are, you know how um, they're royalty. So if I'm seeing myself as a royal person, and I've come to that point where I recognize that every human being that exists upon the face of the, this earth came from God. That means everyone carries a touch of royalty in them. And if that is true, it automatically begins to affect how I relate to people. It begins to form the foundation of why I respect people. It forms the foundation of why I love people. It forms the foundation of the solutions that I provide. I provide those solutions because I've come to that understanding that this person is, this person is royal, this person is a king, so that person is supposed to be treated better. So that person is supposed to be treated like a king. So if you're still struggling with treating people right, if you're still struggling with creating solutions that will benefit people, it's a reflection of how you see yourself because you've not fully seen yourself as a king. What a king is supposed to do is to create solutions. Well, sorry, most of our kings do not know that. But we are the kings that God has called us to be and we are supposed to give the world the template on how to do life. So if we consistently borrow templates from, from them, it's like going to compete with somebody in Kenya. They know how to do long distance race, right? So imagine me now in Nigeria that I have no idea of what they call long distance race because I can't do it. Imagine going to compete with Kenyans, right? When they're doing long distance, they will beat me. They will win because that's their domain. Do you understand? That's their domain. I can't compete with them. But for us, we have been given, we've, we have the map. We have the template. We have the original blueprint on how life is supposed to be. So it's important for us to know this blueprint, see ourselves in that blueprint, and realize that we are all a collection of light. You're supposed to be shining in your industry. Jeffrey shine in his industry. When we come together, we are a kingdom of light. We are supposed to shine together. So let me go back here. So I said, someone might ask, so what gives you the audacity to tell people that they are light? Or what gives you the audacity to tell people that you have the compass, that they should follow you? You know, sometimes when you do evangelism or when you're telling people that, okay, this is the way to live, a lot of persons will look at you like, okay, so what makes your Christianity better than other religion? People will ask you that question. So if someone gets to ask me that question, I have four answers for the person. Number one, my father is the origin of light. My father is the origin of this world. So when I know that my father is the origin of this light, it's easier for me to share that gospel with someone. So what gives me the audacity to do the things I do, to create the solutions that I create, to love on people the way I love on people, is because I have that awareness that I have a strong backing, that even if I fall, it's going to catch me and it's going to keep pushing me to do what he has called me to do. So the second reason for my audacity is because Jesus is the light of the world. That's in John chapter 8, verse 12. So let's read it. 
Let me not just quote it. Let's read John chapter 8, verse 12. Who's there? John chapter 8, verse 12. Okay, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Okay, so remember earlier. Can we read that in TPT? Let's see what TPT says. Mm, and Jesus said, Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. Okay, so let's remove Jesus there and put your name. Then let's read it again together. Remove Jesus, put your name. And we experience life giving light and they will never walk in darkness. So let's do it again. Now let's do it with conviction because we're not dragging position with Jesus. We know that we are new creations. We know that Jesus has given us authority. So let's do it again, now with conviction and audacity. I don't know if he hits you as he's hitting Misha, but Jesus called himself the light of the world. And then, in Matthew, he calls us the light of the world. That's why I said we should replace Jesus with our names. Because sometimes when we read the Bible and we say, Jesus did this, we usually say, okay, it's Jesus now. But we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the same Father. We say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if Jesus says he's the light of the world, and if Jesus calls you light, why then are we not shining as bright as we should? Why then are we consistently at the mercy of life and then we complain that this thing is not favoring us? We should turn the table. Turn the table. And then when they come in, we are beating them at the game, we are setting the rules, we are laying the blueprints for how life is supposed to be done. So Jesus says, the light, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. So today that you have read it, have it at the back of your mind that people are following you. And if you do not have the light, what are you giving them? Darkness. So if we are new creation as we consistently confess, if we are sons and daughters of God as we consistently confess, we are supposed to show people the way, right? We are supposed to shine the light in their life. So here, the fourth thing that gives me audacity, remember I'm talking about what gives us audacity to function as light. The fourth thing that gives me audacity is knowing that <laughs> my life is not ruled by the law of sin and death. My life is ruled now knowing that I'm a recreated man. I'm no longer who I used to be. Now I am consciously and in awareness of the fact that Jesus has transformed my life. My mind has been renewed. 
and my mind can be renewed because I have the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. You are no longer who you used to be. You must renew your mind. And the agency of the kingdom of God that enables you to renew your mind is the person of the Holy Spirit, right? So as a new creation, the audacity I have to dream some of the dreams are, some of my dreams, they are big. This will scare me sometimes, but I write it anyway and start taking my baby steps to betting it. But dream is free. Visioning the future is free. What's hard in just lying down and just thinking about, okay, I, so I used to have very wild dreams, like Nigeria can become a world power. That's one of my dreams. Some people are laughing. Right? Nigeria can become a world power. My husband sometimes used to look at me sometimes and wonder. Right? I believe it. It's a dream. It's my dream. I believe it. Well, it it might not look like it. It might not look like it. But I'm allowed to dream. I'm allowed to. So if you dream, if if you have that dream with me, let's see. Wow. All right. So those are some of the dreams I have. And sometimes they say, oh, Maureen. Is wishful thinking. I agree. It's free. Wishful thinking is free. If it's easy, do it. Do you understand? Yeah. Maybe I say, yeah. So, <laughs> so these are some of the dreams I have. And the reason I can afford to let my imagination run that wild is because I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is going to teach us all things. All all things. So when I think about all things, I'm like, okay, let's keep going. This journey is an interesting one. So these four reasons are the basis of my audacity. They're the basis of um, why I do the things I do, because I know that God is my father. Jesus is the light of the world. So I am, he has called me light. And of course, I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. So the question is, now that we have, now that we know that first we have God as our backing, now that we know that we are sons of the world, now that we know that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, what does it mean to function as light? So someone should answer. I said it was going to be interactive. What does it mean to function as light? Now, personalize it. I don't want generic answers. Personalize it. What does it mean to you that you are expected to shine as light? Who wants to bail the cart? Mike, they're, record, they're recording, so we need it. <laughs> so I think for me, it's more of anybody that crosses my path should yeah. be a better version of themselves okay. towards who God has designed them to be. So okay. that's me being a light to the world. Right. Thank you. Yes. Who has crossed our party before? <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, in, in answering that question, it will help if you are a bit more specific so that we know how to hold you accountable for the light you are supposed to shine. Yes. Yes, help you to shine the light in that area. Let me go first and help. So, I currently work in a company called Buzzbuzz, but 
other than that, I'm also supposed to be in filmmaking. I'm the filmmaker. So most movies you see today, huh, it's about ritual, how people move from poverty to wealth is ritual killing, internet fraud, or you snatch somebody's husband, sugar, sugar daddy or sugar mommy, or there is one poor girl in the village and then a rich man from the city comes to marry her. These are all the narratives. Unfortunately, these narratives don't help anybody. So it is my duty to shine light in that area, to tell good stories. Good stories include stories of Paystack. But there, are, <laughs> but there are people who have employed entrepreneurship, mentoring, you know, and they have moved from poverty to wealth. So the idea is that in that area, is one of the areas I believe I'm sent to. So if you are giving an example, tell us in tech, in banking, in, you know, HR. Yes, Ella, HR. <laughs> So be specific so that when I see you next Sunday, I can say, how far that light? Never <laughs> Okay, so give Ella the mic. Okay, you want to talk? Okay, Vivian wants to say. Vivian. This thing has just become heavier. I wanted to say something else. No, say. Uh, say, please. Don't okay. be tensioned. <laughs> Okay, when I think of us shining our lights, I feel like as a believer, the basis of our Christianity is like hearing God part-time. Yeah. Like, this is what you're hearing now, this is what you're doing. Like, if whatever industry, cuts across every industry at every point in time, like just hearing God and following that line. Because whatever, whatever so, back to me. Yeah. My light, I want to hear God and, you know, like have a word for people in sick. Are you? <laughs> Don't whisper what God is whispering. <laughs> okay, I want to hear what I believe before this time, like what I know, what I've known of myself, I feel like, okay, I'm supposed to create music, not like you class, you dance too much, yeah. you play in your car, but as you're playing it, your life, you're speaking, if you're playing it, you're singing along, your life is getting transformed. Yeah. Like, that's what I, God, I need to work more in it. But that's where I feel like, okay, songs that people can listen. Yeah. Love songs that people can listen that as they're listening to the love songs, their their love life yeah. is getting better. Yeah. Their love life is getting better. Is it because it's love? Love songs that you know gospel love songs, I don't know. Yeah, I have those yeah. and then 
songs that are one gospel house, songs. One house, please. Other songs that are gospel songs that doesn't fall in the category of praise and worship. Yeah, my God, my God. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Ella, Ella wants to share. Ella, Ella. Oh, hi. Hi. It's like Okay, so um, for my own lights, Sha. <laughs> One house, oh. So, um, I've been having this um, burden to do something uh, based on. Okay. To do something based on. Um, like career advising, guiding, blah, 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 because I understand that a lot of Nigerians, I'm speaking for Nigerians, okay. are like lost based on um, career path and all of that. Yeah. So I know it's something, but it's been taking me a while. Like okay. I've said this thing since this year. Pastor Ferdi will say it's the year of movement. I'll call back, I'll write one topic, I'll drag, I'll talk to Maureen. Maureen says, tell me what you have. I'll take forever to come up with something. So, but um, I think I have something, and the light is coming on gradually. And um, yeah, that's so. I feel like my light is about um, touching people based on their career path, yeah. their choice of um, career, and um, a lot of people say oh I'm tired in my office I want to move jobs blah 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 and all of that so even actually helping them to get into the organization how they should behave in that organization and um, we are gradually getting there okay yeah. thank you okay so hold on hold your mic if you know that you've never spoken in public before raise your hand I'm nice so I'm not going to point you out. I usually point you out, but if you know in your heart of heart, you've never spoken in public before. Answer. I should give him. We can point you out, or we know you. I have time. How are you shining? Okay, so let's make it easy. How are you shining, or how do you intend to shine? One house, or. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, basically, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and yeah. What? Uh, how do I intend to shine my light in okay. the industry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, I manufacture things like furnitures, basically. Okay. So. Uh, there's one basic problem, which okay. is getting really good workers. Okay. So um, sometimes I, I try to advise them on basically how they should work, okay. how they should do things. But it's like these guys, they're from another planet. <laughs> so uh, that has been a very big burden. And I'm asking God to teach me how to help me shine my light on them. So that's okay. it, basically. Okay, so you have solution now. Let me give you one. I have to share business idea. Let me give you one business idea now. So in a small chat, what you want to focus on is furniture making. But the core of what you're doing is people management. True or false? 
Sure. Right. So one thing you can do as a site to your business, you can set up a mentorship or a training institute to train people as you're training them on soft skills, identity or some of those things. Then you can transition them into doing what you want them to do. Does that help? God has answered your prayer now. It helps. God has answered you, right? So thank you so much for answering. So let's continue with our conversation. No, let's continue. Life is very big. <laughs> well, of course, we don't have all the time. So I was asking, how, what does it mean to function of light? Number one, sorry, sorry, sorry. You share it at home. <laughs> So some of the ways we can function, some of the ways, are we back now? So we'll continue this conversation online. So we're gonna shine our light on the tribe family group, right? So one of the ways we function as light, we said is to chase darkness away. So everywhere you find yourself and you see darkness, step in, create a solution. To easily create, one of the ways I easily create solutions is to see, okay, what is not working? I look at heaven. What is working? Then I do copy and paste. Right? Sometimes we, we consistently say we are waiting on God, waiting on God, waiting on God. Meanwhile, move. You see? How? Copy and paste. Okay. So let me use my life as an example. I run an initiative for survivors of rape and sexual abuse. Right? And the reason I do that is because I know that in heaven, there's nothing like rape. So I studied the Bible, I studied the attributes and the character of God, and I'm like, okay, what is happening here that is not happening in heaven? So when I look at heaven, I know that rape is not in heaven, sexual abuse is not in heaven, so it's happening here because of the fall. So I created a solution on how to stop it, because I know that my goal in life is to ensure that I make my environment heaven and earth. That's, that's the basis of purpose. That's the basis of creating solutions. Do you understand? Copy and paste. So when you look around you, and this applies to everybody, sometimes it can be something you have experienced in life, something you have survived. You can say, okay, now that I've survived it, how can I use my survival journey or my story to help other people survive what I've survived? Just replicate your solutions. Right? So when we talk about chasing darkness away, so ask yourself in your environment, what darkness, what darkness exists? And start one person at a time so it doesn't scare us. Sometimes when we see the vision and it's very uh, big, we get scared. So to make it easier, you can start one person at a time. By, by the time you've given that your solution, that answer, and applied it to one person's life, and you replicate your solution, it gives you confidence to say, okay, I've done one, let me do five. I've done five, let me do 15. And that's how the vision gets bigger and bigger. So we chase darkness away. Another way we function as light is to showcase the exceptional character of Jesus. To do this, it's important for you to read Galatians chapter 5, 22, 23 and 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And then also in the book of Colossians 1 or 3, it's important for us to know the attributes of God, embody them and showcase them. So before we showcase anything, we have to become that person. We have to embody the attributes. So when you see God, you know that God is love. God is kind. 
when you embody that fact that you are representing God here on earth, you, you become that, they can now say, Maureen is love, right? If Maureen is love, I am love because God is love. That way, I become a loving person and I'm able to channel the love of God into the lives of other people. So in order for you to channel it and not be drained, you have to consistently collect from God, embody it, become it, then be a channel. So read Galatians, Galatians 5, 22, 23, 1 Corinthians 13, and, and, and I, I think just read the entire book of Colossians. It's going to help you on that journey. So one more thing, the one other way we create, um, we function as light is we provide answers and solutions everywhere we go, like MTN. So as you move, just have it at the back of your mind, at the center of your heart, that you are consistently there to provide solutions. You're there to answer questions. You're there to help people gain light. So when we talk about being the light of the world, it's not just telling them only accept Jesus. Sometimes people will accept Jesus faster if you help them solve a problem that they have. So remember, have, know that the way you're functioning as light is also to provide answers and solutions. So we've talked about why there's so much darkness in the world. The reason there's so much darkness is because we're not shining as much as we are supposed to shine. Then another problem that, or another challenge I've noticed is sometimes when we hear some of the mandate that is given to believers, we assume it's only the mandate for pastors or ministers or people who mount the pulpit teaching and preaching. Right? There is the part of pastors, there's a the part of apostles, and there's, then there's also the part of ministers. Everybody here is a minister. I hope you know. Read the Bible. It's not hallelujah, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Everybody's a minister. But the question is what, in what capacity are you ministering? In what capacity are you functioning as a minister? Minister of Son of God? the brand of God, minister of enjoyment, minister of, right? So just know, just know that you're a minister and you're ministering somewhere. So it's important for us to just know that we are supposed to shine. So one basic tip for shining as light. One basic tip for shining as light, because I know a couple of persons will tell me now, oh Maureen, I don't know where to start. How do I start shining as light? Basically, start from your experiences. Look at your life, document your, 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 document your story and ask yourself, so what are some of the life experiences that I've undergone? What are some of them that I've survived? Ask yourself, can you write down or list some of the things you have done that helped you arrive at that point of healing or survival? Let's say you grew up in a family that people do not have three square meals and now you're eating like six times a day, right? Is there a way that you can help people? Is there a way you can help people arrive at that point where they can stop doing 001? Who knows what 001 is? Right? Some, Pastor Martin says sometimes 000. <laughs> so, so, so ask yourself this experience that I've survived. So ask yourself, this experience that I've survived, how can I help other people survive it? Start basically with your life experience. All of us here, we have life experiences. We have, <laughs> we have jumped hurdles in this life. 
we have seen things. That's how many of us, our eyes are not white again. It's red. Because we have seen things. So ask yourself, what have I seen in this life? And which of them have I overcome? Which of them have I survived? Then ask yourself, how can I get to that point where I can help other people survive what I've survived? So the basic, the basic or the foundational assignment that we all have today is to start from the point of our, assi- of our experiences. If you're asking yourself, so my purpose, my life purpose, what's my life purpose? What am I've given you one now. Start by helping people survive what you have survived and then point them back to Christ, right? So I said sharing your experience and the light you gained from it is a sure way to help another person. And 1 John chapter 1, let's read it. 1 John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4. Quickly. First John chapter 1. 1 4. Okay, thank you. Okay. Anyone? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you eternal life, which was the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. That these things we write unto you that your joy may be full. So your life experiences... The Bible said, that which you have seen. Maybe if you see somebody heal the sick, you say, okay, I've seen somebody heal the sick. If you hear someone talk about where they healed the sick, the Bible says, you say, okay, I've heard it, right? But now it gets to the point that some that you've seen with your own eyes, but there's some that you have handled. There are some experiences that you have handled. Don't just see your life experiences and say, oh, okay, well, I survive, I don't move. The point is not just for you to survive and move. It's to survive and pass the rope to the next person so the next person can move, right? So when I read this Bible verse, that's what I'm reminded of. I have this mantra, personal mantra. I say it ends with me. Anything I suffer in this life, the next person coming after me is not supposed to suffer it. I have to create a bridge to help the next person. We have seen it. We have handled it. We have embodied it. When we say we're in partnership with the Holy Spirit, that's what it means. When we say we are shining as light, that's what it means. Where you are, start. We say this is the year of movement. Let's not wait for those that sometimes we're waiting for grand things to happen. Trust me, that thing you're looking down upon, someone is struggling, finding a way to come out of it. So start with your environment, with the next person that's close to you. Start, no matter how small, start. So it's important for us to know that this thing we are doing is not just consistently coming to church, preaching, listening to the sermon, enjoying it. Enjoy it too. But the, when the Bible says that your joy may be full, there's this e- en- enjoyment, this excitement that you feel when you know that you and God, you are running things, that you're doing things. Like people say, ah, when they see you, the same way they looked at the disciples and said they know that these ones have been with Jesus. That's what people should say when they look at your life. Ah, this one, this one has been with Jesus. 
and people will constantly gravitate towards you because they know that you're a solution house. I have problem. Okay, let's go to Maureen. Maureen can give me answer. That's what I want. That's what you should do. That's what you should become. It's because I'm shining as light, child. That's why Pastor Toby came into my life. Well, it's not shining. Okay. Sisters, if you want to find a man, shine. That single brothers, if you want to attract them, shine. <laughs> so basically, shots fired. So we are a kingdom. I like to say that we are a kingdom of light. Our kingdom is a common word of light, right? Romans, um, let me not, not Romans, um, Revelations 5:10. We are kings and priests. We all belong to that common world of people who are shining our lights. Thank you so much for listening to me. I love you. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Brothers, marry light too. And you said be shining. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if sisters are shining and you are not shining, when you ask how far do you say, What fellowship does light have with? You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on the Tribe Lagos. God bless.